Welcome to episode 42 of From the Shed End podcast. I'm your host T-Dot and as always, thank you for joining me. Let's talk about the competition that we've currently got running before we get into today's episode. There is a competition if you head over to our Instagram account, From the Shed End with underscores between each of the words. You have to make sure you're following the account, tag two of your friends into the post and make sure that you retweet that post as well. And you should be in contention for the, the, the Champions League journal that we will be giving away as part of that competition prize. So make sure you head over to Instagram and find that post as well. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter from the shed end. Again, we appreciate everyone that's following us on the Twitter account as well. I think we've hit over 500 followers, which is brilliant. But the main important one that I always stress when we talk about these things, YouTube, make sure you search for us on YouTube from the shed end podcast you should be able to find us on there of course we appreciate everyone that's following us at the moment and commenting and interacting with us as well but let's let's talk about leads before we talk about anything else on this episode because we can talk about leads and look at it in two ways we can talk about leads and the fact that they scored two goals against us or we can talk about the way that we churned out a result like champions do now i'd rather do the latter of those two things and talk about the fact that we did beat Leeds and obviously it was a very tough game but I do think we have to have some caveats into the fact that again there was no Angolo Kante who I think is a massive massive factor as to why our, our defence has been so poor over the last couple of weeks I think he's a massive a massive midfielder that we need in that team is a big loss to any team in the world whoever you are you know if you don't have an, an Angolo Kante in the team then you do struggle but also as well, I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Jorginho did actually play relatively well in those positions. I can't really have too many complaints about them. In terms of the goals itself, obviously Marcus Alonso is under a lot of sort of scrutiny um, at the moment in terms of his performances. The spotlight's on him because he's technically the only left back that we've got really that's fully fit at the club at the moment so a lot of attention and focus is on Alonso who I thought actually had a relatively good game against Leeds United um, obviously he gives away the penalty which was a penalty and you kind of look at that game when when we're 1-0 down and you think this could actually be just our luck that we we, we lose against Leeds um, but nonetheless obviously we know that Jorginho is the, the, the master of penalties in fact no let me go back let me go back because Edouard Mendy, what was that? Edouard Mendy should definitely be saving that penalty. I think everyone who has watched the game, who was at the game, can definitely 100% hand on heart say Edouard Mendy should be saving the penalty from Rafinha because it's it, he actually dives the right way, delays his dive and for some weird reason doesn't actually save the ball when he's actually it's like he put a bet on himself to 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 let a goal in it was weird but yeah so Mendy should be saving that I think we can all, all agree on that one obviously the the first uh, penalty for, for for us Jorginho tucks it away lovely as he always does um what I was impressed with in, in in our in our play and I'll give a lot of this credit to to the left side of the pitch really I thought um Obviously, Rudiger was was impressive. Alonso was impressive as well. I actually thought Timo Werner was 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 also effective down that left side at times as well. But again, the crossing from Marcus Alonso for the goal for Mason Mount, lovely celebration to shut the Leeds fans up. 
obviously, as the second half progressed, you kind of felt that there was going to be another goal and it was hard to decide whether that was going to go against Chelsea or was going to go for Chelsea. And as always, the luck didn't hit on our side and it went to Leeds and Joe Gelhard got a, a brilliant goal, which to be fair, I think it's Thiago Silva that's playing, playing him on side. But it was a well-taken goal. Obviously, they thought that they clinched a point out of it, but nonetheless... Who pops up in the box and, and causes havoc? Antonio Rudiger again, which I did think was a penalty. I think we have to be honest and say that that was a penalty as well. He, he goes right through the back of Rudiger. So it is a penalty. We can't really we can't really fault the ref. He got it right. And again, cold as ice, Jorginho sends the fans into mayhem. 93rd minute, I think, or maybe even 94th minute. But a, a late penalty is what you need. And to be honest, I think, like I said at the start of this, you can look at the, the game two ways. You can either look at it, the fact that we, we let two goals in, we didn't really play our best football, defensively we weren't the best again, or you can look at it that we actually got a result that we needed, especially after the back of the results that we've had against Watford, Burnley, United. You know, we've, we haven't really been playing the best of football, but still to churn out three points and get the result, in my opinion, at the end of the day, is all that matters. So I was heavily impressed with the way that we played. But let's move to Everton, who... If you're listening to this, you'll know that it's now today that this is uh, the game that we're playing tonight. But let's just talk about Everton. Because obviously, Thomas Tuchel's had a lot to say in his press conference. Angolo Kante, Trevor Chalabar have been both been past fit to play in this game. Whether they start, I think, is a, se- a second um, conversation to have. But I think they'll probably both be on the bench, if I'm honest. But to have them back fully fit is definitely, for me, in my opinion, something that we have to look at as only a positive really we can't really say anything else about that but looking at the 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 form that Everton are in the team that we might line up with I can't really see many changes in terms of personnel in the starting 11 maybe bringing Callum Hudson-Odoi for Timo Werner I'll stick with Christensen Thiago Silva and Rudy got the back obviously Reese James and Alonso on your, on your sort of left wing back right wing back positions Mason Mount and maybe Romelu Lukaku as well up front so I don't really see there being much change in terms of our personnel as I mentioned we should have Trevor Chalabar and N'Golo Kante fit but here's the big but According to some sources this morning, there was an outbreak of COVID in our camp at Cobham. And that means that some players have actually caught COVID. There's been no confirmation of who those players are and whether it's first team. I think they're first team players, but we haven't got a confirmation if it's first team or backroom staff or youth players. But it has going to have an impact on Thomas Tuchel's plans going forward and the preparation for today's game as well. So hopefully it's none of the key players that we, we expect to see in the, the, the starting lineup. But if it is, then I'm sure, again, we're playing Everton, who, if we're honest, have their own injury crisis at the moment. Andros Townsend, I believe, is out. Yerimina, Richarlison, Dominic Havert-Lewin, as, as we know, is already out. And Tom Davis are the, are the main key players, which I believe will be out of that squad for Everton as well. There's also definitely some rumblings around Luca Dean, whether he's in the, in the fold to start tonight in, against, against Chelsea. From what I've been told by Everton fans and some of the press, press release that came out yesterday was that he's not in contention to start. So that again, as much as I don't fear Everton, is always a positive because he is actually a re- relatively decent left back. And again, if you listen to episode 43, we do cover Luca Dean and the potential transfer to January at Chelsea 
in the next episode. So once you've finished on this episode and you'll hear our thoughts on, on Luca Dean on there as well. But going back to the Everton game, they're, they're out of form. They're, they're a team that doesn't look like they're, they're bar the Arsenal performance. And that was a stroke a lot by Damari Gray, who has been brilliant for them. I think you, we, we can all kind of say that we should be beating Everton in this form. We really should. They're, they're 14th in the league. They've won five out of those 16. They've lost eight games so far this season. As much as Rafa, and we loved him when he was at Chelsea, there does seem to be something that isn't clicking with Everton and Rafa and the backroom staff at the moment. Obviously, Big Dunk's still on, Duncan Ferguson's still on the coaching staff as well. So something isn't clicking with them. We should be beating them. You look at, obviously, this is a big game for Romelu Lukaku playing against his previous team as well. But if there's any, you know, a better time to be playing Everton, I, I believe it would be now. This is this is the perfect time to, to be playing them. You know, that they'll be on, on sort of, you know, a downer after the performances that they've had. I think even if you look back to their previous games as well, you know, they haven't, they haven't shown anything that makes me worried about playing them. Obviously losing to Palace, losing to Liverpool, Brentford, City, Wolves, Watford, West Ham, you know, they are they are teams that they should potentially get some points out of them. But here's another big thing about Everton is they drew against Manchester United and Spurs recently. So there is something in there to say that they do like to turn up against some of the tougher opposition that they come across. But looking at our squad that we've got today or tonight, I feel like we should have enough in the tank to make sure we can get three points out of it. Plus, this could be potentially the last time we see a full stadium at Stamford Bridge with all the government stuff going on around COVID as well. So you'd expect the players to potentially want to try and put in as much of an effort as they can, as always. I'm sure the crowds will be behind them today as well. So yeah, we need to just make sure that we can get three points out of this game. And then we need to start focusing on the, the, the Carabao Cup, which is coming up very soon as well. But before that, we also have Wolves at the weekend. So a massive jam-packed seven days to come up for us as Chelsea fans. But if we can get through this game injury-free, we can look at the Wolverhampton game, focus on the Brentford game as well. That's a perfect week for us as Chelsea fans. So I'm optimistic. And as always, if you listen to this podcast, you will know that we like to do our predictions. And as always, you know, Theo would definitely be giving me his predictions as well. But what I might try and get him to do is put them on Twitter before the game kicks off. So anyone, again, who's following us on Twitter from the shed end, you'll be able to see Theo's predictions on there as well. And yeah, I'm going to give you mine. I think personally we should be beating them 3 0. I think the team that we put out, regardless of any COVID impacts, hopefully that's none of the first team 11 that he wanted to put out in terms of Thomas Tuchel. But as long as they're not impacted, I think if we hit them on the front foot and we get the first goal, I think it could potentially open the floodgates for us. And I think if with anything at the moment, I think a, a massive result would mean a massive boost in confidence for us over the next couple of weeks, whilst we've got this congested fixture, fixture list as well. So yeah, I'm going to go for 3-0. Lukaku double, maybe maybe a Reese James special. He's been he hasn't scored for a while now, so he'll be itching to probably get a, a goal. So I'm going to go Reese James, smash rocket, and and Lukaku to get another two as well. So we we'll, we'll have to see, but we do need to obviously make sure we don't lose that gap at the top of the the table. Obviously Liverpool and play tonight as well. They've got Newcastle, but Manchester City currently on 41 points. So the gap is increasing between the top and the third spot that we currently occupy in the Premier League. So we need to make sure that we stay on top of this, make sure we close the gap on Man City as well. But 
three points is all we need. Three goals is what I'm expecting. Let's hope we can get those three points. But as always, guys, listen, you can always follow us on From The Shed End on Twitter and also on Instagram as well. So From The Shed End with underscores between each of the words. Apple, hopefully listening on Spotify or Apple, so I shouldn't have to tell you this, but search for us From The Shed End on Apple or Spotify. And you should be able to, to subscribe to us on there as well. But again, if you search for us on YouTube, you should be able to hit that subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future content that we put out on there as well. But this has been Dot, very short episode episode 42 from the shed end and as i mentioned before we do talk about the uefa champions league in episode 43 so once this episode's ended make sure you stay with us and we'll have episode 43 for you to listen to as well so hope you enjoyed the short episode three points tonight let's get those three points in the bag thank you very much for listening